and bring your attention to the point between your eyebrows and bring your awareness to space about an arm's length distance from you at that level and invoke in that presence, in that space, the presence of your teacher, your guide, appearing in that form just to see it inspires you, a form made entirely of light, shining brightly like a thousand suns. And know why you're about to meditate. Let it be as clear as you can make it. The ultimate reason and the immediate reason. Keeping in mind the reason why you want to meditate, making it the highest motivation possible for you, turn towards the teacher and take refuge. There is some measure of conviction somewhere in your mind, in your being, that indeed the means to end all your problems is right before you. The means to accomplish all that you aspire to is right before you. Holding on to that measure of conviction, show your reverence in your mind, prostrate, Holding on to that conviction, now show your gratitude. In your mind, make offerings. Think of the things that you own that makes you happy and offer them, both the happiness and the objects. Think of things that no one owns that makes you happy and do the same. Think of things that only you know about because they exist only in your imagination and do the same. And think of those habits that brings you frivolous pleasures and offer them according to your capacity.
think of how you are impeded, obstructed in achieving your goals. Think of the problems you've encountered before in your meditations, the problems that you speculate that you will encounter, and see how they are connected to your own actions. Apply the four powers to clear your conscience. Admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence. Entrust yourself in the highest object of refuge. Keep your heart filled with bodhicitta. According to your ability, make a promise to restrain in the future. And think of something to do to make up for the lapses of the past. Let your heart take joy in goodness. Think of your own good deeds of whatever measure, whether they existed merely as fleeting thoughts, or think of the merits gained by those who have achieved spiritual realizations, especially those realizations that you are seeking, and rejoice. Rejoice in all measures of goodness, yours and others. Let your heart embrace all beings with compassion and love and on their behalf turn your mind to the enlightened beings and beg them to please teach. Teach beings the true means to truly achieve freedom from all pain and true happiness. beg all enlightened beings who are doing the magical, be magical deeds of teaching, beg them to please stay, to never leave us until we are completely free.
recall the meditation that you're about to do and dedicate the merits gained so far from these preliminaries to help you succeed in your meditation. teacher to the crown of your head and while the teacher is above your head facing the same direction as you are think of the problems you've encountered the problems that you expect to encounter and beg the teacher to help you to bless you to become free of them and think those qualities that you aspire to achieve and again, bless, ask the teacher to bless you so you can gain them. And this blessing that purifies and grants you your aspirations pours from the teacher's heart in the form of a nectar, like liquid light, which purifies and enables you to achieve your goals. Focusing on the teacher above your head, knowing with conviction, whatever measure of conviction you have, that indeed the teacher, the embodiment of all that you aspire to, is right above your head. And with this conviction, you will aspire strongly to become inseparable with the teacher. Let your aspiration grow stronger and stronger. And through the strength of your aspiration, the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light. After recognizing that the teacher aspires also to be inseparable with you. And this point of light descends through the crown of your head. It merges with your mind at your heart center.
bring your attention back to the breath, keeping your awareness on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. Welcome everyone. Uh, let's see. Uh, last time we talked about refuge. Uh, anything else to say? I think I, I don't know. There's so, so much to say. <laughs> Always. But the main thing is, remember, you're, you're taking refuge not in a general way. You're taking refuge for spe specifically for the meditation that you're about to do. Keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, you can think of it as you're about to, uh, uh, you know, take a journey, and then you, you want uh, protection from whatever unknown, f unknown. Uh, Unknown what? Unknown realities that may that you may have to face, okay? That you may not that you're not so prepared for, so you can continue and finish your journey. You know? Okay, so think of taking refuge also that in that way, and then don't 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 necessarily think of you know some entity is gonna come in and you know sh uh, shake you out of your meditation, okay? I mean you could be you wish you could be so lucky, <laughs> you're so focused and then you take it takes an an entity outside of your mind to come and take you out of, shake you out of your meditation. You have plenty of those demons in your own mind, in your own habits. Okay? So you take refuge for those too, especially for those. So whatever it is that you encounter that is an obstruction, that is a, you sit down, you want to meditate, and you just can't seem to meditate properly, you can't seem to, whatever it is that you can't seem to do, you can't seem to uh, do exactly what you want to do, then you ask for protection against whatever it is. Or your mind too occupied with the things going on around you, you can't seem to bring your mind in into the object of meditation, and that's your problem. Then that's what you take refuge for. If or are you overly concerned about things that happen during the day, whenever you sit down to meditate, all of a sudden you, you they become very clear to you, and you just can't seem to shake them off. Or maybe uh, some jingle can get <laughs> you can't take some can't shake some jingle out of your head. You sit down to meditate, then that's why you start to remember these jingles. And you can't stop it. So whatever it is, your knees bother you, uh, some certain kind of emotions disturb you, whatever it is that you are experiencing, that's, what you, that's why you are taking refuge. Okay? Taking refuge is not just simply reciting uh, some form, some words that they say. That they say, that they say okay? Uh, no. Changye chuyong sogi chodam na changye bhaji dhani kyaasu jay dhagin jiza ki vesetam ki dola benja sangye jibasho. Okay, written by uh, uh, the w w the first Panchen Lama. Okay, I mean the Panchen Lama wrote wrote it in those words. So, what did you people used to do before the Panchen Lama? Uh, they were completely lost. <laughs> they had no idea how to take refuge until the Panchen Lama came you know, way later, thousands of years later. Okay, so it was just a, a it was just a way. No, this is how you take refuge. You know these words sort of help you, guide you to take refuge. And if you want, you can recite those words, and as you're, you know, help, help uh, make them incite within you actual entrusting. So you should have a, a, some level of conviction that there is an object that you can take refuge in, in whatever way you describe that object. Whether it is a Buddha outside of you, whether there is a enlightened being... Uh, uh, that dwells within you, whether it is on your own, your own the enlightenment that with, that is somehow connected to your future. Whatever it is that you have some conviction on, connected with enlightenment, then you entrust yourself in 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 in, uh, in that. 
your your lama, uh, you know, some uh, ideal that you have. So that's your object of refuge. But it must be something that you have some measure of conviction, in, and you completely completely entrust yourself with in in that object. And the more you're convinced about its existence the stronger uh, the, uh, your, your conviction will be, and then the more you will be able to entrust yourself. Okay. So I'm about to meditate on such and such and such a thing. These are the things that will obstruct me, that I've experienced, that I know. I'm taking, please protect me from those things. Okay. That's, that, that's what you are, that's why you're taking refuge. Okay. And later on when you advance, then you can start to worry about entities. Because your meditation is so strong that it takes an actual outside entity to disturb you. Okay, <laughs> then you can start taking uh, refuge for that. May the rakshasa not bother me. May rakshasa uh, brabit don't bother me. <laughs> okay, then you can start taking those things. Okay. Uh, so that's the essential, essentially, the thing about uh, refuge and make them very, very. Uh, uh, the word I, I, I use is that makes sense for me is make them organic. Make them. You know, real. The Buddha is not just some abstract. The Dharma is not just some abstract. The Sangha is not just some abstract. It must have some level of realism to you. Okay, I'm not talking about inherently existent realism. Okay, <laughs> some level of realism. The same way that if I throw something at you, you know, you you better do something or it's going to hit you, because you know that thing is real and you're real. And that level of realism, I'm talking about, the same way that thing will affect you. You must have some level of conviction that by entrusting yourself in, the, in this thing that they're calling the Buddha, and this thing they're calling the Dharma, and this thing they're calling the Sangha, this phenomena, it will affect you. Okay? Your level of conviction must be that. And when you take refuge into it, then your refuge will be real. And you will be protected. And exactly how it works, well, maybe when you're a Buddha you will understand. <laughs> in the meantime, if it works, if the aspirin works, take it. Okay? <laughs> Then later on, when you become a chemist, a master chemist, you can describe, oh, because of these chemicals and that chemical and that, 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 you know, that conventional way, okay? Uh, and when your refuge is real, it will become uh, automatic. It will become uh, instinctive. You will take refuge. May, I, may, I, may the bus arrive on time. I take refuge. May... Uh, I don't know. May, uh, may that thing that seems to, that that seems that is going to happen not happen. I take refuge. Okay, something something that you wish to avoid. It seems going to happen. You take refuge for it not to happen. Okay. Uh, and even you know your refuge is strong when even in your dreams you find yourself taking refuge. You know, you're having a nightmare, and the automatic thing you do is take refuge. Okay. All right. So, if, if for this for meditation, so make it connected, make it related to the meditation that you're about to do, and specifically for the problems that you've encountered. Okay. Don't worry about oh, may Mara not bother me, and so I take refuge. And Mara, you know, has no interest in you whatsoever because your own mind is bothering you. Okay. <laughs> if you when the day when you see Mara. <laughs> You should give yourself you know, a pat on the back. Okay? I am so powerful that I attract Mara to come and disturb me. Okay? You should be proud. You know, shake Mara's hands. <laughs> hey, how are you? We're going to have a good, nice little fight today. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and what's after taking refuge? <laughs> Making offerings. Well, we talked about that, right? Prostrations. Uh, the the thing about prostration, when you're making when you're making the prostration, the same way that when you're taking refuge, you're making in your mind there's a conviction that I'm really entrusting myself to an actual phenomena called Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. They're not just abstract. They're not just philosophical ideas. Okay. So find that level of conviction within you. It might be like you know the size of a, like they say the size of a you know speck of dust. Find it, and then you know anchor yourself on, onto it, 
and then take refuge with that level of conviction. Don't worry about it, you know, that conviction being completely overwhelming you, that you start starting to levitate, and then you can take refuge. You don't have to do that. Okay? Whatever measure of conviction you have, find it. It's there somewhere. If you didn't have it, you wouldn't be sitting here tonight. Okay? There is that, there is that level of conviction within you, somewhere. Find it, and then with that, take refuge. With that, prostrate. And when you're prostrating, and also the same way that you, it's not just, it's not just your imagination, it's not just uh, some abstract uh, entity, but there's a real being that deserves your, your, your head being bowed towards. Okay? And if you think uh, what might help is to consider, wow, finally, all my prayers will be answered. And here's the entity who's going to help me. And in whatever way you think of the entity, you know, your own future Buddha who would come in to help you, some other Buddha, who do, some other outside Buddha who has compassion on you and, and connected with you, all the Buddhas, da-da-da-da, the Lama, whatever it is that you have the trust, somehow through this means, through this, through this phenomena, you're going to be helped, you're going to be guided. So to achieve your, your aim, then you have this great sense of reverence for, naturally comes up. Then you, in your mind, you know, you have that idea of throwing yourself at their feet. Yeah, that's what prostration is. You know, the, you're so awed, you're so, uh, you have such reverence, the, the natural thing you want to do is to throw yourself at, at their feet. You know, you really wanted, wanted that toy when you, were <laughs> when you were growing up, and you knew your, you had complete conviction your parents were the ones to give it to you, so you threw yourself at your parents' feet. Okay? I cleaned my room for <laughs> seven days, <laughs> for a whole week. Okay? Because you are so convinced that they will be able to help you get that what you want, okay? And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, in uh, the Tibetan chak cell means uh, chak means hand cell means to f uh, to look to search. So in the hand of the of the being of enlightenment is what you're looking for, and you're convinced they have it. And because of that, and because the, what you want has such value to you. It has so much value to you, so valuable to you, that, that you're willing to, well, for some people it might be a wrong term to use, but for me it's okay. You, you're willing to growl. You have, you have finally found the person uh, at whose feet you can, you, you're willing to grovel and, and still hold your, 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 your dignity. Okay? You have found the reason, a valuable object that you can grovel for. Okay? It's worthy of graveling. <laughs> And with that idea, uh, you prostrate. And, and, and uh, with your, uh, use your imagination. Uh, you know, uh, they say, uh, visualize that you, your body covers all of space in whatever way you can visualize that. Because auto automatically when you think, okay, my body covers all of space. Wait a minute. What about the space between my arms? What about the space? <laughs> Never mind that, okay? <laughs> Don't let that interfere. Of course, it's going to interfere those analytical part of your of you. you know, just in whatever way you can uh, uh, make that work for you in your imagination, you know, uh, make make it work. Okay. You're prostrating. Uh, your uh, uh, you know your your body covering all of space. Okay. And and whatever ways you can, your imagination can make that even more exponential. Uh, let it, it, the Buddha is not going to be. Uh, it's not going to uh, fine you for making it too extensive. Okay. Uh, the next thing after prostration, well, we're not we're not going quite in order, right? <laughs> uh, offerings. We just I just described that last time. Okay. Uh, Let me see. Let me pretend that I'm guiding you. <laughs> Purification. Well, we talked about that quite a bit extensively, didn't we? Now, here's one last bit, okay? Again, think of the meditation you're about to do. Think of the obstacles that you've encountered so far and purify those obstacles, okay? And, and when you think about uh, meditation... Uh, think about the specific uh, 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 obstacles to meditation is coming down from the teacher's heart and purifying you. Uh, and of course, I'm jumping, right? <laughs> Try to 
palpably physically feel the teacher above your head. Try to palpably physically feel the nectar uh, filling your body. Okay, and in whatever way you can, uh, for example, uh, let's say sleepiness is a problem that you've encountered in your meditation, right? See the sleepiness taking some sort of form in your body. In some, either either it covers your it covers it covers you. Or it's it's some somewhere it's clogging your your pores or something like that, and see the nectar actually chasing that out of you, okay? Either leaving your pores or leaving your as they say your your doors, okay? I mean use imagination, <laughs> leaving your doors, okay? And 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 try to and label, and it's very important for you to label this uh, whatever form it, it's taking that you see it's being chased. Label it, or that's laziness being being chased away. That's uh, this, my mind tendency to be so easily distracted, taking the form of you know darkness or or some dark liquid or some uh, a cloud or whatever, and it's now being chased away, and see it being chased away. Now, some of you may not have the imagination or the visualization to actually see this. Don't worry about that. Just have the thought, okay? The thought is enough is enough. You're saying it in your mind. If that's all that you can do, just stick with that. Don't worry about what you cannot. Don't focus on what you can. You're not able to do yet. Okay, focus on what you're able to do. And that will gradually improve, improve, and then one day you will actually see what you want to see. Okay. So if all you can do is just say the words, the teacher's nectar comes down to my, uh, uh, comes down through my, uh, my head. I feel it, and it's chasing away uh, laziness in the that took the form of whatever. Okay, and the laziness has left. If if all you can do is just just say the words, then say the words. If you can feel it, that's better. Okay. And that's all that's required of you. Okay. Of course, you know you're not meditation, and slowly you will be getting rid of the obstacles of medi to meditation, and you will find yourself eventually one day tasting the state of meditation. And when you're in a state of meditation, then you can do all those beautiful, wonderful, miraculous things. Consciously, while you're meditating, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. Purification. All right, let's uh, <laughs> get to get to meditation. Okay. So make sure your posture is uh, comfortable, and of always remember the cushion is not going to yell at you. Okay, if you have to fold the cushion so you can be comfortable, the cushion probably will be will be very happy <laughs> that you fold it, that you're that you're comfortable. Okay, fold the cushion if you have to, remove the cushion if you have to. Okay, make yourself comfortable, make the posture stable. And as soon as your 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 posture, you're in your posture. And now the first thing is to uh, recall the exactly what you're going to do. Make it clear in your mind. I'm going to meditate on such and such to achieve such and such. Make that clear, and make that clarity into a strong determination. And bring your thinking, even if it's just
So whatever else is occurring in your mind, in your body, be aware of it along with the inhalation, along with the exhalation, and know that you are aware of it. I'm breathing in and I'm aware of my body becoming calm. Breathing in, know that the body is calm. Breathing out, know that the body is calm. Breathing in, know that the mind is calm. Breathing out, know that the mind is calm.
such a hard embrace those who are suffering with your compassion think of specific beings specific persons situations let the compassion be palpable let it envelop all beings and do the same with your love and strongly as strong as you can as though willing it to happen wish that they all be free of their problems wish that they be truly happy dedicate the merits of this meditation to help you achieve your ultimate goal attention again back to the breath keeping your attention on the breath slowly become aware of the body once more As you are uh, developing your mindfulness and you're becoming aware of certain different uh, functions, different faculties of the mind, there's one faculty that I would like you to uh, become aware of. And that is, uh, how do you call that? Uh, it's defined as that function of the mind that directs the mind. I think it's will, I'm not sure. Maybe the word will fits it. But when you uh, encounter it, you feel, it's not, it's not that full-blown level of confidence that you feel when you're meditative state, that you feel I, I can count atoms in the wall. Mm -hmm. And if you begin, you will probably start doing it. But, but there's some level of confidence of being able to uh, make your mind go where you want it to go. If you uh, find that uh, quality of the mind, then use it to help you get to meditative state. Okay, that is keeping in mind clearly. Yes, intent also might be a good word. I'm not sure, but keeping in, in, in mind uh, your mind clearly on what the meditative state is about, what you're supposed to experience, what it's supposed to be, and then sort of like uh, push the mind towards towards uh, getting there. But before you actually feel that 
quality of the mind, don't try it. Okay? Because uh, you, you're actually doing something totally opposite if you do that. But if you feel it, like you, 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 you find yourself directing yourself, your mind, you start to experience calmness, for example, in the body. And then you direct the mind to make that experience more uh, profound. And then you find yourself, you find that experience becoming more and more profound. Then you have found it. Okay? And you know, it's like uh, you know, discovering a muscle for the first time. At first it will be difficult to you know, do things with it. But as you, ex as you exercise, it will become stronger and stronger. Okay? Uh, to tell you a secret, <laughs> it plays the role when you are to do those miraculous things in meditative state. Okay. When we get uh, later on, I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that. What do I mean by that? <laughs> I have to remember the quote or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. I'll see you see you Wednesday, right? Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. Good night.